Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. I always imagine Alicia Carnivus dancing around her living room when that music comes on. How are you, Alicia? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I do have a little bit of a bop while that plays out to enjoy it's it. It's such bit of a good tune. Yes, it's such a good track. Uh, let's talk women's football now. Uh, all the talk about the pitch at Suncorp on Sunday has probably been dominated by the men's game, but um, the women's game was also staged on that horrible surface. And given the amount of ACL injuries that the women's game is suffering at the moment, that was not good uh, for either Brisbane Raw or Adelaide United as well. At least you live in that neck of the woods. Um, is the solution Perry Park for you? Oh, it's always Perry Park. For me, up here, it's whether or not we can ever get it over the line. And I mean, yeah. uh, going back to the point of the ACLs, I mean, I look at that as just a bit of irresponsibility um, to put players, men or women, out onto that pitch over the weekend. And mm. having had a, a few chats with um, with people in and around the Raw, just um, sometimes the lack of support, I guess, from the APL is, is tricky because you've represented with a, a pitch in as what I would call a subpar standard. It was appalling. Um, and I, I just don't think we as a league should be accepting that as well from, from stadiums or, or facilities. We, we have a right to say it needs to be better. And we have a right to say that, um, yeah, you know, we have a standard, which is really, really important, not just for, for fans, but also for for players. I think that's really the focus of, of welfare here as well for them. So um, but it was a difficult one over the weekend, but um, yeah, tricky, tricky set of circumstances, that's for sure. Here, here. Um, now, talking of injuries, uh, the Matildas beset by injuries as they uh, build up to the friendly series with Canada. Mackenzie Arnold, Charlotte Grant, Holly McNamara, and now Sam Kerr are all going to be missing. Um, who do you see getting the nod up top? Are we going to see Caitlin Ford? Is it going to be Mary Fowler? Is it going to be Remy Simpson or somebody else? Look, I'd like to see Remy Simpson uh, get a go up top, to be absolutely fair. I think she's been playing well. She's been in good form. Um, my preference is to keep Caitlin Ford out on that left wing. I think she's been exceptional there for club and country. She's in the form of her life. Keep her there. Why disrupt the apple cart? And going back to our point over the last couple of weeks as well, Simon, we're sort of infringing on a team that's going to be etched with a few retirees, right, uh, after the Olympics next year. Apart from the immediate retirees, which will no doubt come, we do have an ageing squad. So why not start to, to blood those younger players into those key positions and, um, and start to get them exposed in international fixtures, decent international fixtures, especially against Canada as well, just to give them a taste for the quality, but also to see how they fit in in those key roles as well. And and just on Tony Gustafsson's uh, situation, he continues to be linked uh, with a Swedish men's job. And even though the FA have been quick to reaffirm his commitment to the Matildas, uh, we, with all this talk, I mean, what's your gut feel on his future? Yeah, look, um, I my gut feel is that Tony's looking, right? He's, he's definitely looking. This is the second rumour in as many weeks. 
US women's national team, Swedish men's team. Um, it's I think we can safely say it's no secret that he's looking at his options. Um, I think the the difficult thing for me in all of this to understand is is what the federation are doing. Are we keeping him or are we allowing him to go post Olympics? If we're allowing him to go, let's let's just call it because the the key thing for Australian football, particularly Australian women's football, is who's the successor after Gustafsson. Um, and that's a really tricky one as well because whoever this successor now is is will get a team in what I call the transition phase. Um, it's a very different team to what Gustafsson inherited, um, and it'll be a di- very different look Matildas for a little while. So if that's where this is all headed, let's let's call it now. Let's say that it's Gustafsson's last major tournament in mid next year, and and start to also get some plans in place for the future. If he goes, Alicia, who would be your pick to succeed him? Oh. The conversations are rife at the moment. I, I honestly um, would love to see a, a women, a woman coaching women, if I can get that out right. But whether or not we have that available to us, I'm not sure. Um, the question is, who else is available for the federation to choose from? I don't think we've mm. got the likes of Joe Montemuro available anymore. Um, what about what about Tanya Oxterby? It's a conversation that that's in conversation that name has come across my table a few times in the last couple of weeks I wouldn't be surprised Mm, Interesting Uh, Okay, let's uh, move on to the A-League women, Uh, by the way a word on Christine Sinclair who's going to retire age 40 on the back of that uh, two game series against Canada Broski, you you pointed out that the stadium is going to be named after her for the the series For the night, yes, for the night night they're changing the uh, the stadium to Christine Sinclair Place. Brilliant, she deserves that That's very cool she absolutely yeah. awesome. Record number of goals scored for any player, men or women, 190, which is absolutely extraordinary. Wow. Um, Alicia, the A-League women's uh, Perth Glory's unbeaten start is over. They were defeated 2-1 by Wellington Phoenix. So uh, we've got new leaders in Melbourne City who showed they can shrug off Holly McNamara's injury with a big win over Sydney FC at the weekend. Yeah, they looked really, really sharp, City, must admit. Like, very, very good form. I thought Grasso was exceptional. So, Grosso. Policina as well, I thought she was in really good form. So, it's it's good science for City that they have goal scorers all over the park. I think that's important, particularly after losing Holly. But very, very convincing, I thought, against Sydney, particularly with their passages of play. And it was a cracking game in Canberra. Seven-goal thriller as the uh, Jets took the points over Canberra United. Uh, Serena Bolden getting getting a double on debut and another goal for Emily Van Egmont as well. Uh, they're sitting mid-table at the moment. From what you've seen uh, from the Jets, uh, you know, can they make their third finals appearance this year? It would be cool if they did. I mean, just getting EVE and Serena involved in, in that framework, I think, has really boosted um, the, the Jets. But how that then builds into the season as well becomes very, very important. I thought Serena Bolden looked really, really good on the weekend and her finishing that second goal, that little chip of the keeper, I thought was really smart and really efficient. So if, if they can build into this with the likes of Emily Van Egmond and her distribution, I think the Jets can, can be a real uh, threat come finals time. And it's just all about cohesion with those teams and how they build over the next three, four, five weeks, absolutely, and then into the new year. And just a final one on the weekend's action. Uh, last year's grand finalist, Western United, uh, lost 2-0 at home to the Wanderers. They're 8th, Sydney on ninth, but they do have some games in hand. Uh, is this a case of second season syndrome for Western? You know what? 
I think it is. Um, last year, they were just such a, a joy to watch. Great, great uh, maiden season that they had from the get-go. They were very, very dominant. But they just haven't found their feet um, in, in this second season. And I guess the disruption with change of coach as well always just creates a little bit of, of change in, in the way players are playing, but also in and around the club and, and the cohesion on pitch. So hopefully they can find their feet sooner rather than later, but it's, it's definitely been a, a very shaky start. And very quickly, sorry, Brusky, go yeah, on. First versus second this week. Do uh, do Perth Glory bounce back or Melbourne City roll on? Who wins that one for you? You know, I want to say Perth, but I think Sydney, <laughs> they just look so sharp. They look really sharp against Sydney, and I think it's going to be the match of the round, in my opinion, but I think it's um, City will get get the three points. Brilliant stuff. Uh, FA Women's Super League in the weekend just gone. Sam Kerr and Courtney Nevin both on target in Chelsea's 5-2 win over Leicester. Sadly for Courtney, it was in her own net. <laughs> Elsewhere, a clean sheet for Tegan Micah for Liverpool. They defeated Brighton 4-0 for whom Charlie Rule played. Uh, Cora Cooney Cross, Steph Catley and Caitlin Ford all in Arsenal's team is there. Uh, they beat West Ham 3-0. And Lana Kennedy and Mary Fowler, the same for Man City as they hammered Spurs by seven goals to nil. Alicia, time has beaten us once again. We will speak to you next week. Thank you. See you next week. No worries, guys. Chat soon. That's Alicia Carnabas with the women's game. Another quick break. On the other side of it, we will answer some of your texts and tweets.